Fafleen flew to check possible flooding before she would eat breakfast. I'll earn my keep today, she told Lelor, by making sure your exploring is safe. When she returned, she gave her permission for Lelor's expedition, but she added, with her mouth full of steak fruit, You know, if you weren't so pig-headed like all humans, I could fly you over anything you might want to see in half the time it's going to take you to trudge to that village. Lelor winced. Never let it be said that dragons were tactful. In the stories she read, dragons were sneaky, sly, terribly wise, or didn't speak to humans at all. In the real world, however, her experience proved dragons to be forthright to a fault, impatient, sometimes foolish, and far too willing to give unasked-for opinions of the humans they knew. It was no use trying to convince a dragon that many, if not most, people were afraid of them. If Lelor really intended to live an ordinary life while she was here, starting out as the companion of a dragon, when the species was probably legendary in these parts, was not especially bright. So she clenched her teeth and smiled, as if she were not irked enough to give Fafleen a good whack with her broom. It didn't help much that Pook had both paws over his mouth, for all the world as if he were trying to hide a grin. "'We've made our plans. Let's stick to them.' she said. After all, I don't want to keep you from those books. Be sure you remember I'm here and check in with me from time to time. That's another thing, Lelor. How long do you want to stay? I'm quite content, but I bet you're worrying about your folks. As the youngest egg, I mean, person, in your family, I bet your mother is pretty distraught. What about yours? Lelor shot back. I've seen her lose her equanimity more than once over you and your brother. Fafleen giggled. Yes, she goes off every so often like one of those rockets you humans keep shooting off back on Earth. Lelor couldn't help returning Fafleen's grin as she pictured a dragon in orbit after launch. As for how long I want to stay, I guess several months at least. It's not going to be easy to get the gate functioning. Are you sure you know how? Well, yes, I'm sure I have the knowledge. The trouble is, I've never actually done it. I always just watched. I understand, the dragon offered in a soothing tone. Grown-ups never let us dragonettes do anything difficult either. Lelor had a momentary desire to argue that she was a grown-up, but she throttled it. She offered two pillowcases filled with food to Fafleen. Now, you come back here when that's gone. Oh, I'll be back. Don't worry. This will be plenty. At Lelor's raised eyebrows, the dragon said airily, I'll be living off the land, you know. Lelor shuddered. She knew what that meant. The game in the area was going to be decimated on a regular basis. Berries and wild fruit didn't hold much interest for her friend. Fafleen held her teddy bear between her sharp teeth and gripped a loaded pillowcase in each set of talons. I'm off, she hissed through clenched teeth before rising straight up like a lightning bolt in reverse. Lelor checked the cottage. There was food out for Pook. She didn't bother with water. With the river in full spate, she figured he could get all the fresh water he needed. When she left the clearing, he followed her. She commanded him to return but he refused. 
Finally, she stopped and talked to him as if he were a person. I don't know how much of this you understand, but I'm going to try to reason with you. I don't want to seem weird, I mean unusual, to the villagers. If I let you come with me until we meet some people, will you hide so they don't see me with you? Pook nodded vigorously. You do understand me, don't you? Fafleen was right. Pook nodded again. Very well. Remember, you promised. Fafleen had told her the village was close to the river on the cottage side. Lelor decided to follow the river to find it. They had walked for some time before the bear growled, then faded into the brush beside the overgrown path she had been following. Pook, for heaven's sake, what's got into you? A low growl told her Pook was still close by, although she couldn't see him. Then she heard it, a faint cry for help. 